Oh my word, the moment we've been waiting for is here, man. We're talking about that Super Bowl. All right, and in honor of the big game, my Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56-1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. You got to be 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y-467-369 if you're still listening. Download the DraftKings Sports app, bet on the big Super Bowl, use the promo code SHOP SHOW. Right through the city like Brennan Shaw, I'm on a mission to get it all. Right through the city like Brennan Shaw, if you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What's up, thickies, thickers, thicketeers, thickums? It is Monday morning, January 31st. What's poppin'? How's everybody doing out there, man? How's the kids? How'd your weekend go? Huh? How's it going, man? Everybody good out there? Because I can hear you. That's why I'm talking to you. Um, what's going on, man? Good to see you guys. Your boy is fresh off uh, the Tough Mudder, the Thick Mudder in Lake Elsinore. And I want to thank everybody who came out. And uh, your boy's sore today. Your boy sore it. Casey ran it. Casey finished first out of the whole Thick Boy crew. Really? He finished first. Casey crushed it. Um, Casey crushed it, and then uh, Meatball Christian hung with Jay and Chappelle in the back. So the way it goes, so we had over four hundred thick, thick boys and gals sign up to run with me. The way it works, though, is there, and I didn't know this, right? I I don't specialize in uh, tough mutters. I just run them, you know. But uh, the way it works is there's different tiers. So I think online it. It said 10 a.m., which the if you sign up for the Thick Boy, it was 10 a.m. And I thought it would be all 400 of us run at the same time. But they can't do that because there's all the obstacles, and then it would take forever to finish. So they broke us up in, like, four different groups. Yeah, mate, when you think about it, I can't. D- yeah, no shit, dumbass. So for the people that didn't get to run with me, uh, I apologize. But I did see you afterwards. I saw you before and after, so that still works. And for the people that ran with me, I mean, you're just talking about some freaking loyal-ass, hardcore dudes, man, and, and gals. There's some gals that are gnarly, man. They were, they were beating most of the guys. Um, it's just a good time, man. It's just a great time. This one, I think they heard me after I finished uh, my first uh, Tough Mudder a few months ago. I was like, man, wasn't that muddy? And whoever puts these together was like, uh, oh, you want mud? Say less. So this one, it was all mud. It was all mud and water and lake elsinore gorgeous out there never been lake elsinore is uh you know it's just not very um uh warm during the time it's not warm so you're going cold hot cold hot cold 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 hot uh big freaking uh mark harley was shaking his lips were shaking up and down 
Um, he, I thought he was going to pass away, but he didn't. And it's so interesting because when you, oh, dude, yeah, you're showing this. It's so we ran as a team. There's nothing I hate more. It's shut. Look, I just, I got out of there. I got out of there. And then you see, like instantly, hammies were not good. This was what ruined me. This is what ruined me. Look at Mark. Right there, I'm just. I real that. That's the moment you realize you fucked up. There's mud in my. There's my brother-in-law. That's Steven There, he ran with us. They get the hand bones. That's really the whole crew there. That, so pause it, or you can, if you, you, I'm covering them now. This dude ran in an All Saints uh, leopard print uh, shirt. Just Mr. Fashion, man. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, it was great. He was cool. It's it's just it's just such a dope thing, man. Like it's just it's just <laughs> it's just my hammies were so shot there, dude. When I say I couldn't go another mile like when we got there i looked at everyone was like if this was one more mile i wouldn't finish this i don't know if it was a mental but my body like uh, my both calves were cramping my quad was cramping the 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 hammies were just literally they're like dude this is it man we've gotten to this point anymore and we're done and what's interesting is my left hammy when i raced Chappelle. The left hand was the one that was the big issue, the 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 most gnarly injury, right? Um, so I put all my time into making sure the left was good. I did nothing for the right because it really didn't hurt that much. On the day of the race, the right was the one giving me problems because the left I had a wrap over it. I had all this stuff, but the right one was giving me the problems. It was probably also overcompensating the Correct. right side because the left was weak. Right? Correct. Yeah. So um, just thank God I made it through. And thank God I did it too, man, because I say it's just dope. We're going to do a lot more of these, um, a, a, you know, probably four to six more this year, all, you know, all over, not just in California. The next one might be in California, but um, we're going to do them all over. And I'm telling you, man, if you ever thought about challenging yourself and like going through an experience and, you know, there's people who are like, man, we didn't know if we could do this. And we thought it was going to be this or this. I'm telling you, it's more of like a team thing. It's not even about your cardio or any of that stuff. It's just about bonding and getting through this challenge. And it's just fun, man. It's just fun. I've never even run that far. Yeah. And I was able to do it. I thought it was going to be way harder. I thought it was going to be way harder. And I didn't know how fun it was going to be. It was way more fun than I thought. And I was totally able to do it having never run that And you far. make friends. Yeah. You know, so you're basically doing like a three to four hour podcast with this crew. It's so interesting because you start off, right? You're like all, you start off the starting line all together. And as you get going, as it gets more difficult and, you know, along the journey, you slowly, your crew comes from about 40 people to 30 to 20 to 15. Then by then there's just 10 of you hardcores together trying to get through it, man. But it, it's just so much fun, dude. I met some great people. A lot of other dads out there. You know, we talked about dad life out there on the trails. And uh, it was just a really, really cool experience, man. A lot of mud. A lot of mud. Uh, literally, as as we're, I'm, take, I'm saying, I'm going to say two minutes into it. My brother's running with me. I'm like, just don't stop. Just stay up with me. Just don't stop. Two minutes in, he goes, where's Chappelle at, man? I'm, he starts walking. I'm like, what? He's like, where's Chappelle? Chappelle, and the, so he goes back with Chappelle. So we finished in about, my crew finished probably, what'd you finish in, Casey? Under three 
three, just under three hours. Under three hours, and I was like 3.30, I think, 3.45 probably. And I think Chappelle and Jay finished about four and a half, almost five. Yeah. Probably five. Yeah. A little after five. <laughs> you know, a little after five. I was like three beers deep by the time they got done. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but there's a video of Chappelle. We'll get into and find the kid, but... You know, you don't realize how athletic Chappelle is. Uh, there's a wall. It's about a 20-foot wall. And on the left, people can run up single. It's tough. I, I, with my legs, I can't do it. But on the left, you can just run up without the rope, and you got to, like, grab on this thing and pull yourself up. On the right, there's rope where 90, 98% of the people run up and grab the rope. Chappelle's ass decided to do the left. And, th- you know, this is, like, mile seven, so you're, you're pretty fatigued. This dude, Chappelle, fucking Sean Kemp, this thing. My brother's like, I'm telling you, man, you gotta, you gotta see this. He runs and then two hand like this, like whack, and grab and pulls himself up. It's a great video. It's on Fighting the Kid. It's a great video. Like, God damn, Chappelle's athletic. You got up on the left too? Yeah, there's there's certain parts where I would look and I'd go, can't well, I can't explode. I can't jump. I can't, you know, sprint like that. So there's just certain parts I can't do. This one right here? This is what, yeah. Okay. Look at this. Go! Whoosh. Yeah, look at that. Now watch how happy Chappelle is. Why his shirt's off? I don't know. It's not warm. Look at you. Watch him, how happy he is. <laughs> to walk in the park. Just to walk in the park. Isn't that great? Awesome. Yeah. It's just a great time, man. It's a great time. Uh, Callan didn't show up. <laughs> he texted him at 8 p.m. on Friday night, the night before. Hey, man, I was playing tennis, messed up my calf. I'm looking to make it. I was like, okay. Makes sense. He, he gave me this whole pitch on how uh, he can't be around mud because of his baby, and we'll get into it on Fire the Kid. Okay. Yep. So, But shout out to everybody who came. Um, it was just a great, great time, man. I made a lot of re- really good friends. And, uh, again, we're going to be doing more. We'll do a lot more of them, man. We'll do a lot more of them. And the best thing is they're all different. Like this one was completely different than what I did the first time. The electric thing, hey, Tough Mudder, love you guys. You know this. You know, I, you know, I mess with you guys. I love the Tough Mudders. I always want to do them. Now I'm in business with you guys. Can we stop with electrocution? Can you? We're all, I mean, come on. It's the last thing. Can we stop with that? I, I hate it. I, when I, I can't emphasize enough. I hate it, dude. Everything up in the mud. Dude, put mud up my butt. Do whatever you want. The ice plunge, all, all for it. Dunk me underwater, the tear gas, all for it. You, the electrocution, I hate it. I hate it, man. Is it just a mental thing? Or how did you? No, it, it? no, 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 it's not. No, it fucking hurts, dude. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Casey? It's, well, first of all, you ran through it like the tough way, like getting hit by all of them. I'm little. I crouched under, and I only got shocked once. Oh, no. I, I was trying to. I got hit like 20 it. times. Oh and it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's like a, boom, like, yeah. like like I was like, oh, blah, uh, and that's why I dove. I was like, oh. it hurt. and what's interesting is like everyone's like, to me, it's awful. I hate, I can't emphasize enough. I don't hate many things in this life. I hate that thing, man. Um, but that's like the big moment, the finishing thing, and you run as a team. But like my brother, he got shocked, and he he got shocked right on his like trap, 
He has this huge bruise there now. He's like, it really didn't bother me. And other people are like, yeah, I didn't really feel it. And then other people are like, I. So it depends. I don't know why, hmm. but certain people like the people I like I uh, was eating afterwards, like with the the thick crew, the the people who ran with me, and we're all eating, you know. And I was like, the electric. They're like, that was awful. But then like one guy's like, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, how? It's weird how it affects different yeah. people. I wonder if there's different strengths because like some were white, some were like yellow. I wonder if like the white ones were really strong because I got shocked by the white one and it like I it, I, it shot me like a cancer. It yeah, it, it literally made, forced me to fall down and it felt like my hands went and now they're all bruised. So you guys have been um, shocked before, right? With like a taser gun, not the actual gun gun, but the you know. The, the little thing, yeah, that, yeah. That, that you've worse than that, that, right? Worse than, more okay. powerful than that. When I had that happen to me, I'm like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so I wonder if that's me. Then. But but that's what cops say too. Like, uh, you know, my father was a cop for 30 years. He was saying certain people with the taser. Yeah, he was like, you'll hit them and it does nothing. Yeah. And he said, especially if they're on meth or something like. He's of like, course. people are like, oh, why why won't you just use the taser of the gun? Like, well, because we know the gun works on everybody. Mm. The taser sometimes it doesn't work on certain people. I, I wonder what it is, yeah. but. Hey, if you need stop to stop it. me, tase stop me. it. You need, if you need to tase my ass, dude, I wish we had video of Jay Shop. Again, we were so far. I didn't see him completing any stuff, but he, he did it. God bless him. There's a part where you got to go. It's like pink water, and you got to go upside down and climb and go through. And the, the, you have about, literally, if your face is there, you have, it covers everything but your mouth, eyes, and nose. Mm -hmm. Your ears are in water. So you're like this, going underwater, right? I don't know. Jay, I'm claustrophobic too, and Jay Shop's claustrophobic, and he got in that thing. And apparently, I mean, he said like because he's a you know he's a heavy guy, so he thought he could grab like the the fence and like crawl up it. And he said he got in, he was fine, mate, halfway, and then he was like, what? I don't I guess sinking. So he grabbed to pull himself up because he's fucking large. He's also a thick boy. He pulled and the thing gave. So oh, it went shit. underwater. And they said it was like cat. It was like a marlin being caught. He started like <laughs> and spinning around. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Said he almost died. I mean, I that's like, freaky, what? Dude. That's freaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's the easiest part for me. Because I did the same thing where I'm like, I'm watching people. So I'm trying to observe how to do it right. Never done it before. So I'm like, all right, if you climb it like a fence, you'd be good. But I did the same thing where I pulled down the fence, and that actually gives you less space. So then I was like, all right, calm down. You're fine. Like, take take it easy. And then I put my arms behind me and pushed my face towards the fence, so then I had more room. But yeah. The first thing, you pull it down, and you're like, it's it it's so just scary. dicey. It's dicey. And the water's freezing. That, water, that, that was the only thing that bothered me. So my, the back of my neck was freezing cold in that water, like freezing cold. And then for my hammies going, Cold, 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 run, run, run. Cold, 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 run, run, run. Cold, cold, run. And by then, so so many people are cramping up and just. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm always going to do the 15K, but I think what we're going to offer next is the 15K and the 5K. Like, Jay and Chappelle should have done the 5K. If you're not, like, if you don't do any cardio, do the 5K and you'll be fine. And then I'd also, I, I know they want to break it up into, you know, the four tiers, the four heats. But maybe we can just do two. So I, I love when everyone's around me. I love because we're all doing it together, helping yeah. each other. But it was it was so much fun, man. It was so much fun. And you know what? Your boy. So my goal doing carnivore diet a to get lighter to run this thing, and uh, you know B with the injury and stuff. I thought it'd help being lighter. And so I was like, all right. As soon as I finish the tough mutter, I'm gonna go nuts on carbs and just eat all this stuff. And I was like, I'm good, man. 
nice. still didn't break the diet. Very nice. I ate uh, the hot dogs that always literally gets me through the race, thinking the hot dog. Didn't eat the bun, just just ate the dog. Mm -hmm. And then I got two uh, burger patties from a food truck, and that's that night I stuck to the diet too. So I went straight from there, uh, Lake Elsinore, which is about an hour outside San Diego, and me and uh, Big J drove straight from there down to San Diego where Chris D'Elia was headlining the Laugh Factory, Laugh, Laugh, Fact, Laugh Factory San Diego. Um, new club, I think it opened in June of last year, but they're just with the with the you know the COVID restrictions stuff like that. They just started uh, getting uh, booking headliners, so I've never been down there. Oh, what's he doing there? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I seen a cape. I, I didn't know. see that. High collar then. Um. But yeah, I've never been down there. It's in like the heart of freaking, it's in the heart of uh, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, it's like right there. And uh, just a great club, man. The crowd was rocking. It reminds me of a blend of La Jolla Comedy Store and the Comedy Works in Denver if they had a baby. It's so dope. Seats about 300. So I went down there to surprise Chris's fans. I was the special guest. And they're just great shows, man. Awesome. Stay at my favorite hotel down there, the Pendry. It's my absolute favorite hotel. What's weird is, this, you know, San Diego is a college military town, bro. We when we got out of the, you know, out of the late show, so it's around midnight, dude. It is the purge around that motherfucker. It is, I mean, nutsos, dude. I mean, nutsos. Just because it's only three blocks of the hotel, so we're walking. We saw several fights. We saw. I saw one guy get fucking tased. Another guy get maced. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Just drunk young people, man. A lot of energy. Love San Diego. Absolutely love San Diego. Me and Jay Shop drove back that morning. We had to listen to the games on the radio, which I actually prefer, AM radio. I love listening to games on the radio. Um, you know, NFL's popping, man. Rams are in the guy. They're doing it. They're goddamn. My boy, Cooper Cup. What's up, dude? I fucked up because I'm do waiting to do this. I'll announce it for the Super Bowl. Going to do something cool for the Super Bowl, and I was like, I need a Cooper, a Cooper Cup jersey. If he wins this game, I'm finding him by. He's my favorite player. I'm like, I'm going to buy his fucking jersey. As soon as they won, I go online NFL shop, go to buy the jersey. It's the all black Rams jersey. It's filthy with the uh, Super Bowl logo on it. And I was like, yeah, I'll wear that during the thing I'm going to do for the Super Bowl. It's a shipping estimate. There it is, right there. Fucking February 28th. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't get jiggy to this. I, what do you want me to do with that, man? I gotta. I need it for the Super Bowl. They're sold out. Look at that. I literally did it right when he won. Mm. I was like, if he wins this game, I, I got to represent for my boy, man. Eastern Washington? This small white guy from Eastern Washington? And he's the best player in the NFL? Best receiver? Holler, man. How can you not fucks with that guy? So, uh, yeah, and then I was going for my Cincinnati and Rams is exactly what I wanted. So here we are, man. Here we are. But, uh, again, shout out to all the, the thick mutters out there. Um, those thick mutter shirts we were wearing, we'll put available online. Um, so you'll be able to get them there. I'll give you guys a discount too. So if you ran the thick mutter and you want that shirt that my whole team was rocking, we'll have those online soon. I'll post all, about all that, but, uh, yeah, man. Great weekend. Your boy's sore, no doubt. Your boy is sore. Your boy is sore. But uh, I'm all right. I'm all right, man. Again, our, our plans to do four to six of them. 
uh, this year all over, not just uh, California, but all over. The next one might be in California, but I'll keep you guys posted on that. So as far as fight news goes, man, um, you know, this week's a big week for Thick Boy because last week we did the emergency uh, food truck diary with Francis Ngannou. Um, close with his agent, also pretty close with Francis. So before he left town, they wanted to come on here and do a food truck. Uh, it's tough to get a food truck on about a 12 hour notice is what we learned. Uh, so we picked up some of my favorite, uh, hot, uh, Nashville chicken sandwiches. And, uh, I picked them up and, uh, we got them out of my car and then sat down to the interview. I think you guys would dig it. I think you guys will dig it. That drops. I think where we do it from that Wednesday case. Yeah, I, th- I think tentatively it's going to be Wednesday uh, with Francis Ngano. And, uh, yeah, I love Francis, man. I root for him. Like I told you guys, I, I think uh, he- he's the outlier who can make the change for what the fighters are looking for. And you're talking about a guy who bet on himself against all odds and went into this fight with so much pressure and one leg. Just the mental capacity it took for him to overcome and change his complete game plan from a striker to a grappler and get it done is legendary, man. I know for a lot of you, it wasn't the most entertaining fight. I don't give a shit about any of that. For that guy to have a blown out MCL and you know ACL compromised and still found a way to get this done when all the odds were against him, how can he not fuck with that? Insane. One of the best performances of all time. We talk about you know all the things that were going against him and the, the company going against him and Dana not putting the belt around his waist and... Uh, just my hats off to him, and I told him this on Food Truck how proud of him I am, and I I just I fuck with him, man. I do, I really do. I love him. I love his team. Markel is agent for, you know, what he's trying to accomplish, man. What he's trying to do for his client. Uh, he's taking a lot of heat for it. He's taking a lot, a lot of heat for it, man. So um, you need a strong agent. You need an outlier, and both those guys are outliers. And I think uh, you know there is a huge, huge. Uh, pot of gold at the end of this shitty shitty rainbow for them but it's there man it's there in tyson fury and um my hope for them i said this on food truck when you guys watch my hope for them is they figure it out with the ufc and the ufc realizes what they have and they make it right and uh they're in cahoots with him when he fights tyson fury because that's happening that is happening that is i guarantee it my last bottom dollar that fight will happen but I want to happen with the UFC. I want them to be partnered because there's no better marketing machine than the UFC. Nobody does it better than the UFC. So um, I hope it happens. But I, I will say this. When, when the interview got done, uh, your boy was sad because talking to both of them, they're, they're not even close to figuring it out. They're not even close. And it breaks my heart. I think there's egos involved with all of this, which there shouldn't be when you're talking about a man's career. I think... You know, remember, Francis is represented by CA, Creative Artist Agency. And uh, Dana White in the UFC is owned and represented by WME. You're talking about the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And they have to come to common ground and figure it out to, to for the fighter. Not egos, not how much, you know? So uh, there's obviously a conflict of interest. Interest. There's the first time a guy's going against the UFC and has reputation with CAA. There's a there's so much going on to untangle behind you know behind the camera behind everything going on. Um, there's a lot of smart people on the UFC side. There's a lot of smart people on Francis side, and I just hope that egos don't ruin 
what could be possibly the greatest um, the greatest outcome for Francis Ngannou because that's what we want here. That's what we want. So uh, I really hope it happens, man. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. After that food truck, I was depressed because that's what I want for him. You know, that's what I want for him. And I, I realized Francis is not a car guy, and I should have known that. Um, of course, he's not a car guy. When he was growing up, he didn't give a shit about cars. He was trying to escape poverty and um, get his freaking career on track. And that's why he was arrested seven times trying to flee, you know, um, Africa and all that shit. So, of course, he doesn't give a fuck about cars. And when we were uh, doing the food truck, we, you know, it's my Ferrari. And I go, dude, hopefully you can afford like eight of these with your next contract. And he goes, I'm too small. Too small. I'm like, I bet you fit in anything. I don't even care. I'm like, all right. He's like, I, I go comfort. I go comfort. I'm like, no doubt. I get that, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good one, man. And then, uh, you know, we do the new show, the classic Cowbats Fight Companions. Last week's just aired, and that was with Sugar Sean O'Malley watching his most <clears throat> important fights. And uh, it's just a fun thing to do with the fighters. And you're talking about historical moments in their career that got them to where they're at. And, you know, those are short form, 20, 30 minutes. And for Francis, you know, most of his fights are a minute long. So it might be the shortest one. I don't know how short it is, maybe 20 minutes. But we go over some of his big fights who sit down. That'll come out uh, probably next week. Um, but it's just interesting to see, you know, I, I – I don't want to say I critiqued him, but I was just saying, man, he just, you know, Bart Simpson that when, you know, him and Lisa fighting, just spins his arms around and tries to hit Lisa. And I said, that's what he did against uh, uh, Rosenstruck. And he corrected me. He's like, no, no, no. You got to realize when I'm rushing in, you'll see here, he hits me behind the ear. So it looks like I'm flailing, but I'm actually throwing a combination because my e- equilibrium's off. Mm. I'm losing my balance. So it looks like I'm just wailing these punches. But in my mind, like the my motor instincts, I'm still carrying through with the combo. But it looks like I'm just winging punches. I'm not. I get clipped behind the ear, and, and we. I go pause it. And we go back. And, oh shit, you did. He goes, yeah. People don't see that, man. He goes, I I, I got clipped, so my equilibrium's off. And I'm just I'm still throwing the combo, but it's, I'm off, so it looks all wild. It's not wild. That was all calculated. Good to know. And he talks about you know steep A and you know, losing that first fight and going to the second one and how Stipe thought he was going to do this, but he, he decided to fight, you know, more, more strategic. And he, the, I, the, the thing too, that, you know, made my heart happy was he talks about how tough Stipe is and just how exactly how much respect he has for Stipe in that, in that second fight, he went in going, this guy can eat your bombs. This, this, this guy isn't going to go away. So you got to be calculated. You got to be smart. You got to be cerebral. You need a big high fight IQ here. You're not going to get him out of here with one punch. He's too tough. And I says, is it fair to say he's the toughest UFC fighter ever? And France goes, I think so. So it's pretty cool, man. It's really, really cool how much respect he gives to Stipe. So shout out to Stipe, man. Because people you know, forget about that guy, I think. You're talking about one of the greatest heavyweights to ever do it, if not the greatest heavyweight to ever do it. So shout out to Stipe. But that Francis food truck will drop. Uh, I assume this Wednesday, if not Wednesday, definitely Thursday. We usually don't drop big things on Friday. So it's either Wednesday or Thursday this week. All new food truck with Francis Ngano, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And then uh, we got a lot going on, man. Thick Boy is ramping up. We're roaring uh, for the Supercast and the Thick Boy channel. We're bringing back Cats After Dark with Nick, Chin, Chappelle, 
um, cat. cat. Mm-hmm. So that's coming back on the Thick Boy channel. Also, that the uh, uh, new version of that's coming out on the Supercast. If you haven't gone to check out the Supercast, ad free, new content, more shows, all ad free. Everything I do, including firing the kid, all the Thick Boy stuff, ad free. Go to thickboy.supercast.com uh, for all that stuff. And uh, again, I just I can't thank the fans enough for the love and the support. When I showed up at that Tough Mudder, to be honest with you guys, I thought 20 people would sign up, 20 outliers would sign up. Again, it's not that cheap. You're talking about fucking 15K, a little under 10 miles, mud, freezing. I figured 20 people would show up. When they told me 400, they told me the night before, they go, you have 400 people use the code thick. I went, what? What? Wow. And I just never felt so much love, man. And then we're all run together, doing it ourselves, man. It's fucking inspiring. I get inspiration from you guys um, and all the love we got on Thick Boy. We're at a damn near 120,000 subscribers. And really, we started in fucking Jan. We started in January, dude. Yeah. We almost had 120,000 subscribers. YouTube's tough. It's not like social media, man. To get subscribed, it's fucking tough. It is. And we're doing the goddamn thing, man. And it's all funded from your boy here. There's no major network carrying this thing anymore. It's all my vision, my team's vision, Casey, Chin, Mike, Kyle. Small crew, man. Knocking this shit out. Giving you the content that you want. And uh, we're just getting started, man. We're in January. We're almost 120,000 subscribers. Some of the fight companions over a million views. You know what I'm saying? That, that episode we dropped with sugar sean o'malley brand new show classic fight campaign brand new show over fucking hundred twenty thousand views just on youtube alone and we're audio we're really an audio driven business man so the the video is just a bonus for us so the video's popping you know the audio is always crushing and i can't thank you guys enough man um let's get into the fights and we got so much cooler shit coming out man i'm just i'm stoked i'm fucking stoked Let's take a little break from me ranting about the MMA world because guess what, man? We're busy out there. Maybe you're a dad. Maybe you're a businessman, business lady. You're a mom or you're just busy in general, man. You got back-to-back meetings. You got errands to run. You got chores. The house is a mess. You're like, man, I need food, though. How am I going to get dinner for the fam or my friends? You got friends coming over. You're not trying to cook. Let my friends at DoorDash help you out, man. You can get dinner, household essentials, everything on your grocery list delivered. Check it out. Get rid of the stress. DoorDash takes care of all that stuff for you, man. They tear, take care of all of it. All right, what do you want to eat? Maybe you want your home-cooked favorite, but you don't feel like going to the store. Again, you don't want to deal with all that. So DoorDash connects you with everything you want, whenever you want it, however you want it. Because it's time to get back out there. But you're like, you know what? I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, with DoorDash, you don't have to worry about any of that. Let DoorDash take all the stress out of getting great food, grocery essentials, whatever you need for the crib, DoorDash will do the dirty work for you. Get what you want to eat right now, right to your door with DoorDash, along with restaurants you love. You can now get groceries, other essential items. I got a toothbrush the other day. That's how busy I I got a toothbrush. That's right. To keep these things somewhat beige from all the coffee. Uh, you know, you're with your girl, maybe you're, you're on season seven of Dexter or you're watching freaking married at first sight, whatever it is. And you're like, man, I, I got a craving for ice cream. So you order a Sunday and cheat on your diet with extra caramel. Your boy did that with DoorDash. You get everything you want on one freaking app. Ordering's easy. You order your items. They can be left safely outside your house. All right. Whatever you want, man, for a limited time. 
the listeners and viewers of the shop show can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter the code SHOBSHOW, that's S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW, all right? That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter the code SHOBSHOW. Don't forget that's code Shop show, S-C-H-A-U-B, show for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Oh, my word. The moment we've been waiting for is here, man. We're talking about that Super Bowl. All right, and in honor of the big game, my Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 one Odds on either team bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York. Big deal. Meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Live in New York, kids. It's a big market. Big deal for my friends at DraftKings. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers get a free shot at $1 million in top prize with the first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code SHOBSHOW and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code SHOBSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW, at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and Super Bowl 56. You got to be 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 if you're still listening. Download the DraftKings Sports app, bet on the big Super Bowl, use the promo code SHOPSHOW. So uh, as far as fights go, shout out to Khabib, man. Shout out to Khabib, put on uh, his first North America uh, Eagle Fighting Championship um the tyrone spung kiritanov one could have told you i didn't like the fight for spung even though he's a wizard on his feet dude kiritanov is a monster <laughs> grappler too and spung's coming back from the leg injury so yeah man it's kind of an ass whooping uh shout out my boy rashad evans for taking that much time off getting it done you know what i'm saying like such a beast mm-hmm. absolutely love rashad another one we need to get on food truck casey he's a very close friend i should probably text him uh, and then Ray, nothing makes me more happy than when Ray Borg wins. You guys know the history of Ray Borg and his son having the extra fluid on the brain. That's not something, that's not a disease or that's not an illness that just gets fixed. That's something he's always going to deal with. Um, you guys know my history with Ray Borg and his son. And um, I don't know Ray. We've only tweeted or DM'd or uh, texts here and there. Um, but I root for that guy harder than anybody out there, man. So hopefully you had a nice payday. Hopefully he's chilling with his son right now, listening to this, and giving him a big hug and a kiss from me, man. Um, John Howard's back. You know, he lost. I've heard the name John Doomsday Howard wow. in fucking forever. Mm-hmm. But I love what uh, Khabib's doing, man. I love and I hope it went well for him. I really do. Hope it went well for him. Uh, you didn't have any UFC this weekend. You had some Bellator. I, dude, for fucking Ryan Bader to beat, Homeboy, yeah. Valentin is nuts, man. <clears throat> yeah. 
Bader's such a goddamn savage, dude. But I think was was Bader or was Jack uh, our first food truck guest? I think it was Ryan Bader. They, they might have been the same day or one one day apart, but they were some of our first guests. Food truck, on food truck yeah, with Showtime. I can go. We're on Showtime. Pretty sure it, it, it might have been Ryan Bader. Might have been the first one. And that was at the very like three, three years, years ago. ago. Quite possibly, it, it's either that one or Jack. Jack. Jack, the uh, if you type in Jack, um, let's just do that. The Bellator dude, Jack oh, Hager. Hager, Jake. See, Jake. that's three years ago too. Mm-hmm. Look at Sugar Sean, the new one, twelve days old, one set two hundred thousand. Son, Sweet. yeah, man, oh yeah, that stuff makes me happy. Same. Uh, Ryan Bader got it done. Shout out to Ryan Bader, man. What a fucking beast! Heavy, your heavyweight champ, heavyweight champ. Uh, ben Henderson got it done a split decision. Um, yeah, you know, Beltor's doing the goddamn thing, man. It's a slow week for fight. You got a, you got a fight night this week. Uh, one of my, I think, top five most entertaining fighters on the UFC roster, um, Sean Strickland, mm-hmm. who's an absolute madman. Love his interviews. Love his fires from the fucking hip, good or bad. You're going to get how he feels, and I fucked with that, especially in this day of censorship and you know, cancel culture. I think Sean Strickland's an outlier there, man. And uh, I root for guys like that. He has a tough task and Jack Herm- Herm- Hermanson, very tough. The Joker's no joke. Um, but I, I do think Sean Strickland will get it done. I'm rooting for Sean Strickland since he moved to middleweight, man. He's on a fucking tear. He's a tough guy to deal with. Very tough guy to deal with. He's just, again, beating your eye. Hall's no punk. Jocko's no punk. Brendan Allen's no punk, you know? So, since returned to middleweight, he's undefeated in this return, man. He's won five in a row, and um, I'm, I'm hoping he gets this one done, man. I really am. I think he will. I think he will. He should. The odds have him get it done. But again, they're just edging us to the February 12th UFC. You know how it goes, man. They're edging us. The February 12th one's good. And man, do we have a fun fight campaign for that. I got a big special guest. Big pun intended as well. <laughs> My boy Jelly Roll's coming Hell on. Hell yeah. Yeah, I fucking love, love Jelly, Jelly Roll. Roll. Jelly Roll's interesting because he's not, the, he reminds me of Joey Diaz where, you know, he's not a big text guy. He's more of a call and talk guy. So I text, he, sometimes, sometimes I just can't call or when I get off work, I talk for a living. So I don't want to call or talk to people. So I'll just text him. So I text him probably, he probably texted me three months ago, four months ago. One of the first fight commands goes, dude, it looks so much fucking fun. I want in. I said, all right, cool, man. This is three or four months ago. Uh, how's February sound? Said, yep, you're on for February. A week ago, I was like, oh, shit. I told uh, Jelly, I wonder if he's serious. Mm-hmm. So I texted him, like, yo, man, how serious about this fight command? He goes, I'm in. Okay, cool. I'll make the assets. Called Ruben, our fucking brilliant graphic mm-hmm. guy. Makes the assets. Um, sent him that things. Went, all right, starts it. Haven't heard back. He'll show up. <laughs> He'll show he's up. He's a tricky one. I know. I remember. Yeah, he's a tricky one. He'll show up. He better show up. <laughs> He'll show up. Yeah. Now that's February twelfth, I think, and then the Super Bowl's February thirteenth. You know, Super Bowl's here in uh, California, right here in L.A. Man. Let's see. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it's February twelfth. Super Bowl's February fucking thirteenth. Busy, busy, busy week. Yep. Busy week, man. But yeah, I loved it. And also, I need a drinking partner, man. You know what I'm saying? He's the best, yeah. He's the best, the best. drinking partner. 
He got everybody hammered when we were in Nashville. <laughs> Even Cat, everyone. It got, Cat was hammered. Yeah. He got everybody. Yeah. And the manager, shout out to the manager, Lucy, of Zany's out there in Nashville. She goes, it's so interesting. She was like, it was like Jelly Roll was the sun, and you guys are just planets. I know. Orbiting around him while he's giving you drinks. Telling stories. Telling everything. He's the best storyteller. Yeah. He's so Amazing. many fun stories. His life. He's such a great dude. I fucking love Jelly yeah. Roll, man. Everyone we're instant. Does. You know those people you are just instant friends? That's Jelly Roll. Me and him just instantly were mm-hmm. right off the bat friends. Just that's my boy, man. That's my fucking guy. I fucking love Jelly Roll. And his music career's popping. Another guy banked on himself. Yeah. Did it all himself. Now all the record labels coming after him. His shows are nuts. Like nuts. Tons and tons of people. Nuts. Yeah. He's getting into podcasting more. He's doing a lot more podcasting. Oh, nice. Yep. He's been on a bunch with my busting with the boys, bros, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I love Jelly Roll. Yep. So hopefully he comes because I need a drinking partner. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming. Yeah, he's coming. What else you got, dude? Uh, just quick ones as a recap on these fights. So since Ryan Bader defeated Moldovsky, he's going to have a rematch with Czech Congo. Remember the first time they fought, that, that eye poke that we all thought was kind of like, we didn't really 100% believe it? Well, they're going to have their rematch, May 6th in Paris. And Benson Henderson, great win for him as well. So God, he's not sure. had a 20-fight on, on Beacon Street. Yeah. Like, that's no problem, it, A lot of these fights, are, the, the winners were like, not the favorite. Yeah. yeah. No, hell no. Bader was in favorite. Nope. Henson, ben Henderson was in favorite. Ben Henderson, such a great dude. Yeah. Such a beast of a dad. Kids are fucking gorgeous. It's like when you have kids, man, you just root for other dads. I know. You know? I hear you. Cooper <laughs> Cup has kids. You know? Dude, the Cooper Cup thing, when you start talking about it, I didn't know who he was. And then I see him popping up everywhere now. Dude, he, he led us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> One of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah. Ever, dude. He shows up, man. Unstoppable. Had one drop yesterday. Whatever. People make mistakes. Won us the game. Cool. Uh, just so Ben Henderson, he that was his last fight on the Bellator contract, I believe. And then now, so Scott Coker's like, you know, if he wants to bounce, it's all good. He's done everything. But then Ben kind of hinted that either he's going to retire or possibly go with Eagle FC. He was talking to Khabib. That'd be cool if Ben goes with Eagle FC and becomes a world champion there, and then like one fight for the title there gets that belt. Just you, you know, done everything. Be cool, yeah. But you also, as a dad, you want to stop and you know smell the roses with the kids, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I was hoping you had this. This is hilarious. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Well, you mentioned this, so Daniel White finally spoke up about why he didn't put the belt on Francis. He said he was dealing with stuff backstage. Uh huh. Yeah, I have my theory on this. Okay, so this is what Dana said. So uh, during a fan Q&A session on ESPN Plus Wednesday, he was, I wasn't out there for the main event. I actually walked out of the arena right after the co-main event because there was stuff going on backstage I was dealing with. But he doesn't say what he's dealing with, right? No. For anybody to think that I was showing any type of disrespect towards Francis, you were. Uh, I saw Francis all week, you idiots. I shook his hand. I said hi to him. I was out there for the stare downs, the whole thing. You weren't there for the most important thing, though. Dana. For anybody to think there was some type of disrespect shown towards Francis, I wasn't out there for Michael Bisbing versus Rockhold. He's like, see, I've done it before. Because um, I was dealing with some stuff. This, I sprinted from the back. I didn't even have my jacket. I only had my shirt on to go out there, put the belt on Bisbing, but I couldn't make it out there to put the belt on Francis. There's only been one time I walked out of a fight and I made it very clear, showed up to the press conference, said this is exactly why I left. I was in Abu Dhabi with Anderson Silva. It was the Damian Maya fight, so there's the answer. I don't know if somebody asked that, but somebody wanted to. There you go. Uh, it was an absolute honor receiving the belt from uh, Mick, Mick Maynard. Uh, Francis wrote, couldn't be a better person. I love this man. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't care about that. I'm happy that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm with Francis on this. Here's the thing with Dana. So what I think happened is, um, you know, there's some stuff that went on before the week of the fight. There's some stuff that went on between uh, Dana and Francis' representation, and clearly um, any time a fighter, especially of Francis' magnitude, fights back against the UFC, he's very uh, out about it. It creates um, animosity for Dana and the fighter, so it's awkward. It's awkward for him. It's awkward for his representation. The UFC hates Francis' reputation because they don't play the same game everybody else is because everybody else, for the most part, are sheeps. Because WME represents the UFC, Dana White, right? It's a conflict of interest to the fullest extent. So they hate that Francis isn't going, uh, when they say jump, he's asking how high. He's one of the only outliers who ask, all right, how high you want? I'll jump, but how high do I need to jump? So I think this animosity led up to the fight, and they were banking it. And also, the UFC brass, Dana especially, knew that Francis had uh, one leg going this fight. He was not expected to win this fight. So they thought they had him dead to rights. They thought this was over. This will make all this go away. Francis can be forced to sign with this. You don't know Francis Ngannou. You don't know that this ain't shit compared to what he's dealt with his entire life. Mentally, you have no idea how strong Francis is. He figures out how to get done even on one leg, wins, and it, it, and it puts all the chips in Francis' corner. All the chips. It's Dana's ego. It's Dana's ego that it's his one downfall, man. It's his, it's his one downfall. And I said this last week on the show. I said this to Francis on Food Truck or maybe the Classified Companion. I can't believe he doesn't have someone around his team that when this was going on, when Francis is going to win the fight and Dana had to sprint to the back to deal with issues during the biggest moment of the night. And the issues, they don't tell us about, right? There couldn't have been a bigger issue than putting a belt on Francis. Everybody in that arena knows what it will look like if Dana doesn't put the belt on Francis, right? I can't believe there's not someone in his circle, whether it's a coworker, an assistant, a colleague, a peer that goes, hey, man, you've won, bub. You've won, dude. You've won. You got $500 million in the bank. All you got to do, let's not create this narrative. It's going to make you look really bad. It is. It's going to make you look bad if you don't put the belt on Francis. You look like a sore loser. Put the belt on them. Let's be professional. And then we'll deal with the X's and O's and the numbers after the fact. But he's deserved this. He deserves this. And all this does is give him more power in negotiations the way you're treating him. It's not a good look, man. Just be cool. Also, you've won. You got $500 million in the bank. Dude, Francis has nothing. I know you're paying him $650,000 after taxes, paying the traders. It's nothing for him. Let's not, let's not stir the pot, man. You've won. And also, remember... Just go put the belt on him because then there's no story here and it helps us in negotiations after this. And also remember, you have $500 million in the bank, dude, right? You have $500 million in the bank. You're, you're kids, 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 kids. You got generational wealth. Francis does not. Francis can't take t- two years off and continue to live a good life. He has to fight. He's a cage fighter. You remember Dana. I'd whisper in his, remember, dude. Just put the belt on him so it doesn't create all this chaos and make you look like an asshole and puts more people in Francis' corner. Put the belt on him. And remember, dude, you have 500 million in the bank. You've won. And we still jump on your private jet. What, what house you want to go to, dude? You want to go to your Miami house? You want to go to the Vegas house? You want to go to the Newport house? Where you, Montana? Where you, New York? We have all the, we go to Brazil, your house there. What do you want to do, dude? You've won. There's no reason to act like this. 
But part of the reason what makes Dana White great is also his biggest liability, and that's his ego, and the ego got the best of him, and he was a sore loser, went, no, I'm not doing this, and then ran to the back. Okay, cool. Well, there's one person that can control Dana White. There's one person. His name's Ari Emanuel. He's the owner of WME. And when he says jump, he's the only guy on the planet. Dana goes, how high, sir? He's the only guy. I'm willing to bet that somebody in that powerful circle, when that got done, called and went, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you out of your mind? We're in negotiation with this guy. This is the one guy that might make a change for the fighters. Do you realize what you're doing? And you're just adding fuel to the fucking fireman. And why? Because he bet on himself when he won on one fucking leg. Are you out of your mind? You're going to make this right. The next time somebody asks you about this, you better come up with something where you don't look like a complete asshole. And what happened? Oh, no. I love Francis. I Actually, I was dealing with something in the back. It's happened before. And uh, no, I, me and Francis were cool all week. I was at the stare down. Okay. Okay. I guarantee you. The guys that call the shots, now the UFC sold, ain't, they're not playing that game. You're adding more fuel to the fucking fire. You're not helping this thing out. This does not help negotiations. And they've done everything. If you look at it, they've done everything. I've talked off camera with people on Francis' team. They've done everything in their power to try and take the power away from Francis Ngannou. They can't stand that this man has the power over them. They can't stand he's the face of the heavyweight division. They can't stand that he banked himself with one leg and he shouldn't be here and he's still fucking won. They can't stand that now he's taught, now he's, he's getting even bigger, he's getting even louder. They can't stand it. he's rep represented by CA. They hate that, but he's continue. They don't realize what I'm telling you, man, they don't realize what they're dealing with. You're talking about a complete fucking outlier with the mental strength of a fucking special forces soldier that's gone through shit that you can't even imagine, Dana. You can't even fucking fathom who you're fucking with. Oh, on top of that mental strength, he has the body of a fucking X-Men. And he's the hardest hitter to ever walk through that goddamn cage. And you want to, you think you're going to break that guy? You think you can disrespect that guy and not put the belt on him? Are you out of your goddamn mind? And this isn't a shit on Dana episode at all. I'm a fan. I don't think the UFC would have got where they've where they've gotten without Dana's vision, his work ethic, his ego. Again, that ego is his biggest, biggest, biggest Achilles heel on him. It's trouble, man. But what happened? I told I I fucking told you guys so that Ari Emanuel went, What are you doing, dude? You've just given them even more fucking fuel by not putting the belt on him. And why? What are you doing? Now we're seeing it. Oh no, oh no, no! I, I didn't disrespect him. I, I had to. You, you could. So you had to. Something was so important. A, you can't tell us. Something was so important. You had to rush to the back. And you're not helping Francis. Look at the star power on that card. Let's talk about that. What about the star power on that card? Was it the? Was it a stack card for you guys? Was there not complaints about the card? Oh well, we put the flyweight championship on there. You know the flyweights don't bring massive views so let's talk about that why would you put and this isn't disrespecting the fighters on them but i'm just talking about it's very black and white why was the rest of the card no star power anyone know why well 
in negotiations, what they're going to do with France is I bet this sold between three to 400,000 pay-per-views, which isn't bad. They need 300K to which they think uh, to get their nut back, right? So, and you look at the pay structures, they made all the money in the world. Uh, this card, there's no star power on it. So by stacking a card, you're, you, you can't really figure out who, you can credit the main event because they were the main event. That's who we uh, put on the marketing bill and that's the headliners and they get a pay-per-view point and they're going to make more money. Sure. But when the card's not, when you look at UFC 100, UFC 200, you look at some of these pay-per-views coming up, they're all more stacked than this one. That was a complete strategic business move by the UFC and the brass of the UFC to undermine Francis Ngannou. Because is Francis the biggest name in America as far as pay-per-view goes? No. He's been out for a while. Cyril Gaon, not his star yet. He's just not a star yet. So they put flyweights on there so they don't draw too much attention to it. Then you look at the rest of the card. I don't think any of those guys have ever really... No one else has ever been a headliner. No one else is, is really a star pay-per-view driven fighter. They do that so now when CA sits down with WME and negotiates a deal for Francis, what's fair, then go, last fight only did 300000 man. That's not great. You don't deserve the whatever money you're asking for. It's not an obscene amount of money. It's what's right. If he, if he asked for what's exactly what he's due, it'd be an obscene amount of money. But we can't even play that game. He's trying to get somewhat higher. So there's a reason why that pay-per-view, as far as um, pay-per-view star power, it wasn't on there. Because now, it's again, it's another thing to go against Francis Ngannou. It's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame. Because remember, too, that you know him giving pay-per-view points, it lowers everything. And the UFC, they don't care if they sell 200,000, 300,000 more pay-per-views on this one or the next one, or the next one, or the next one, they're going to get theirs. The house always wins. And that's why I tell you guys, I don't need you to be a Francigano fan. Maybe you don't like something that he does, or maybe you don't like this or that. I don't care about any of that. I told you go on this fight, even if you're fucking from France, and you went to a fucking middle school, Cyril Gone, if they have middle school in French. I don't know how it works out there. But even if that's your, if, you, if that was your fucking neighbor, you should root for Francis in this fight. Sarah will be champion eventually. But right now, what Francis is doing has never been done before. And he can change the game for everybody on that roster. It's historic, man. I can't emphasize that enough. You want this guy to win. You've all had shitty bosses out there. We've all worked for the man. It fucking sucks. And now you got a guy, I told you, with a special forces fucking mindset in the body of an X-Men. And he's trying to make the change. He's, and you need someone of that magnitude to make the change. He's the only guy. Connor ain't the guy anymore. Connor's set. His path has been set. He has too much money to make the change. He's not his prime anymore. That's over. Khabib's retired. That's over. You have nobody else like Francis. You have your heavyweight champ of the world talking about where's our health care? Where's our fighter pay? And then he beats the guy that they thought was going to beat him on one fucking leg. Now he's saying... Now, what's up now? And they've stacked everything against them. They even put the belt around them. Think about it. It's clear uh, the writing's on the fucking wall. Shitty pay-per-view, so he has no negotiating power. Didn't put the belt on him. Made him sit out for out, fought once a year barely. 
They've done everything in their power to get this man to lose, but they've never, ever dealt with a fucking animal like Francis Ngannou, ever, and his team. Shout out to Markel. They've never dealt with anything than these two fucking men who have the vision that they have. And if there's a board meeting today with, with the fucking UFC, I just, for the life of me, I can't figure out. I hope, hopefully, Arya Man was in that fucking meeting because we got to get Dana's ego out of this one. And we need Dana. We need him on board to get this deal done. He has to, he's the only, he has to be on board. Otherwise, the deal doesn't get done. We got to fuck CA, fuck these camps. It's about Francis. And even as a businessman, the UFC is going to make more money with Francis Ngannou in the UFC and then helping promote his fights with Tyson Fury than any other scenario that they're going to figure out. How much money would the UFC make if they can just give Francis, not, not what he's due, because you're never going to pay that. I'm just saying a higher guarantee, a fraction of what he's worth and marking him the same way. How much more money are you going to get doing that and you get the John Jones super fight, you get at least two Tyson Fury collabs. How much more money? You miss out on all that. But at the end of the day, you know who misses out the most? The fans. And you owe it to the fans. You've increased your pay-per-view price. You force us to buy ESPN+. Plus. What else do you want, man? You owe it to us to put your ego to the side on this one time, Dana. I fucking beg you, man. Put the ego to the side and figure this out with Francis' team. And don't look at Francis as CA versus WME. Look at it as fucking a guy who runs the best, biggest, baddest fight league in the world to ever do it. And you're probably the greatest president of all fucking time, man. You're up there with Roger Goodell. I'll give you that credit, man. You're the fucking guy for this one time. I beg you, man. Put your ego to the side and work with Francis' team. You, fu you fucking owe it to us, the fans. Otherwise, we miss out on Francis John Jones. That's the only fight I want to see. I want to see nothing else. I speak for millions of people, dude. You fucking owe it to us. You want that extra money? Play ball. I'll give you whatever money you want. Whatever you're selling, I'll fucking buy. Whatever you want, man. But this one time, I need you to put your ego to the side and look at him like a fucking human being and get the deal done. Because you owe us, Francis John Jones. You owe us, Tyson Fury, Francis. You got to be involved in that. Why wouldn't you want to be involved with that? You owe it to us. Do what's right. You've already won, dude. You've already won. It doesn't take away from your shine if you give Francis some shine. The only reason we heard his remarkable story, which has been sold to Hollywood, his life story has been sold to Hollywood. They have seven different fucking offers from the biggest movie studios to ever do it. Hollywood knows his story. The fans are just getting his story. But where did his story come from? Not the UFC. Even though you guys are the best in the world at marketing, there's nobody better. You're better than the NFL, the NBA, not even close. Kudos to you. You have an amazing staff. You guys are the best. I'll give you that. But you've never told, you never gave Francis a fair shot. We've never heard his story. Never. We had to, he had to go on Joe Rogan to hear the whole story. Rogan did that. UFC didn't book Francis on Rogan. Rogan called Francis' team and booked that. Rogan books it himself. If he saw his apology today, apology, I wouldn't call it an apology. I would call it a, uh, an informational 
video, a nine minute video on Instagram from his side of things. He'd say, he's, I book it all myself. Yeah, you'll see him book that. And that's how we got Francis' story on the biggest show in the world. That's not UFC's doing. Why not, why not be cool, man, for, for once? Be cool. You guys have one, man. And if you're worried about other fighters following Francis' footsteps, I get that. You don't want to set you know, presidents where other, every guy's doing this. You're not. Francis is an outlier. He's a once-in-a-fucking-lifetime fighter, man. And if you fuck him over, you're going to regret it. It's going to be the biggest regret you've ever had. Ever. Ever. Ever, ever. You know how historic it's going to be for Francis versus Tyson Fury? You guys don't want to be involved in that? I know. ESPN pays your nut and you guys get all the money from them. I get it, man. But you, you guys know what's right. And I know Ari Emanuel knows what's right, too. And he's the one that made you apologize for doing this. And he's the one that, that when you guys when he tells you to jump, you ask how high. Ari, he's and he's not from the fight world. He's not from this world. But he's from the business world, and that's why he's trying to make you make this right. Figure it out, guys. Figure it out. You got to figure it out. Have to. You just have to. I beg you guys. Again, you want to charge more money? Charge all these pay per views. Put on pay per view once a once a month. Then we got to pay for fucking ESPN Plus. Do all that stuff. I get all of it. Do what's right. Imagine if any other sport treated us like this, treated the fans like this. Imagine if because Georgia was represented by somebody else, you wouldn't let them play in the national championship. You let them go play elsewhere because you didn't like the representation. You didn't want to sit in the same room as them. Imagine the uproar. Imagine how furious fans would be. It'd be insane. It'd be insane. But our audience, the fight audience, is so custom to just taking it, taking it and shutting up because we have no control over it. For the first time, Francis has all the control. And you guys can't afford to miss out on a Francis renewed contract. Again, he's not asking for 10, 20 million. Mm -mm. He'll make that generational money. He'll make that in the Tyson Fury fight. So just play ball. Don't get in the way. Help him out. Because, again, nobody's better at marketing. Nobody's better at negotiation. He's going to have to have somebody, a big dog, negotiate that contract against Tyson Fury. And the one shot, the small chance he knocks Tyson Fury out, how great does that make the UFC look? That your heavyweight champ knocked out the best heavyweight of all time. I'll debate you all day on Tyson Fury being the heavyweight champ of all time, by, by the way. The best. I'll, I'll argue that all day. Give me who you think's better than Tyson Fury. Skill-wise, defense, footwork, his size. Yeah, he's not a knockout artist, but as far as fundamentally, get the fuck out of my face. There's nobody better. Those smoking, those old school guys you want to talk about, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, same size, didn't have the same footwork, argue that all day. And if Francis, and he can, if he lands that fucking bomb on him and wins, what's that do for the sport of the UFC? What if he went and signed with Bellator or Ryzen or won championship? Well, then they get all the accolades. Also, if you don't sign him and say John fights Stipe, which I think will happen this year because France is out with the knee. Are they really the champ? Because the, the, the guy that I know is the champ isn't fighting. So you have a fake champ and he, that's forever and beyond his record. So there's so it's a butterfly effect. There's going to be so much. 
the downside to not playing ball and being cool with Francis, the downside is so much bigger than the upside. It's not even close, man. And I know you guys know this. It's just the goddamn ego is in the way. Unreal. That's my rant, Jen. <laughs> That's a good rant, though. Long and good. Okay, you mentioned Francis' knee. So Markel Martin said it was going to be a nine to 10 month recovery time. And it starts, I guess the surgery is going to be in March. So it'll be like all year, basically. Yep. What's great about the, these knee surgeries with science and, you know, technology now is that used to be a career ender, you know, mm-hmm. and now there's guys in the NFL who have an ACL surgery. You look at a guy like uh, uh, Adrian Peterson, and there's been a number of other guys with ACLs. Dude, in the early 2000s, the 90s, you tear ACL, you're done. Now, France bigger, badder than ever. Mm. I love the guys who go, well, I fought with an ACL tear. I fought MCL tear. You're not 280 pounds, and you don't just rely on your, your fucking boxing to win fights. If you're a lighter guy, and you're like, well, I had a strained ACL. I don't get – you don't – you know what Francis told me? I said, he looked in shape. He looked thin, though, right? Your boy's in shape, too. And he goes, that's how it started. He goes, man, you're in shape. I go, yeah, I'm on this carnivore, man. I'm getting more shredded. I do this thick mutter race. And I go, well, how much do you weigh? He's like, I'm about 268, 270 right now. The agent Markel goes, tell him what you walk around at when you're out of camp. He said, 290. Shredded. 290. Now, if you think if you're a 155, 170, 185, 125, 115-pound fighter, if you think your ACL is more important in a fight than a man that walks around at 290 pounds and all he relies on is power from that fucking knee to win fights so he can gain traction and get his hips and throw a fucking punch, if you think you comparing your injury to his is any remotely facet, you're stupid. How about that? What else you got? All right. And that doctor who's doing it did GSPs. Con- I think yeah. he worked on Kobe. He's worked on everybody, man. Great doctor. He's the doctor. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what do you think of this? This is Kevin Lee's statement on why he was basically let go. Is because I haven't seen it. Okay. Here this is Danny Segura. He's writing for MMA Junkie. He's been with MMA Junkie for a while. Really? Yeah. I love Danny He's Segura. He's great, yeah. Monster. He does Spanish stuff for so you, too. Talented. Wish we'd get him over to Thick Boy. Come on by. Mm-hmm. No, I mean work for us. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Come I on by. Like food truck, guess. Uh, so this is Kevin talking? Yeah. To say I was surprised, no, not really. I know the back end and all that stuff goes behind closed door. They really showed me no respect towards the end. I feel like I ate a lot of the flack for guys like Francis Gano and his situation with them. They use me as kind of like a pawn and a scapegoat, and really I hope other fighters kind of see that. That's why they do. That's what they do to you. They didn't like the way negotiations was handled with Francis, so they took it out on me to kind of show CAA a lesson. Kevin, Kevin Lee's a CAA guy? Yeah. Remember, he, Markel uh, brought him in for like, way back in the day, yeah. But I think in the end, we're going to show you show that you can't necessarily treat people like this, and there's many other ways to make money and kind of outshine them. So we're going to beat them one way or another. See, I, I, I don't like the narrative of, of I'm going to leave the UFC and that's how we're going to beat them. You've already lost once you exit the UFC. The way you beat them is even though they're doing all this terrible shit to you, you figure out a way, and this is his CA's representation, Francis's representation, you figure out a way 
to the way to beat them is by getting a good contract for yourself and continue to be with them. Because once you're out, you're out, man. But I think his point is they took it out on him to show Francis and CAA a lesson. Remember, because he, he was also on like a two-fight losing skid. Dude, he was one out of four. As yeah, five. He, was, he was not. So it's, it's, a, it's a stretch. Exactly. I, I, can, I, I don't think him being represented by CAA helped. I'll give him that. That ain't the reason he got kicked. Yeah, is one, uh, one out of his last five. Yeah. You know? Now, if he didn't have the CA representation and the France Association, all that, would they have played ball with him? I don't think so. One out of four, you know? He's getting pretty big paydays. But the narrative that, oh, the way we beat them is by leaving the UFC. Nope. You're beating yourself when you do that. Mm. That's like a, that's like Antonio Brown or you know Tom Brady going forget the NFL man I'm gonna go over to the CFL I'm gonna go play whatever that they have that new fucking league that nobody's gonna watch except the, the, yeah, the Rock's all yeah. about um, I'm gonna I'm gonna show the NFL I'm gonna go to the CFL okay okay yeah it's more money man but you're not playing at the highest level yeah and once you do that you're in obscurity and nobody really cares. Okay, Jeremy Stevens, after 34 fights with the UFC, he's now no longer with them. Hall of Famer, man. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Uh, leaves the kid in a six-fight winless skid. You know what I'm saying? So even him, he'd be like, yeah, because I'm, he's not. Let's say he was like, I'm, I'm resident, rep, represented by CA. The reason they let me go is because, you know, I'm with CA. Or you lost your last six fights. Yeah. For Kevin's like, or you lost, you know, your last four. You're one out of your last five, dude. It's- yeah. Um, but he's always been exciting. When I love yeah, Jeremy Stevens. Stevens holds the record for fourth most appearance in the UFC, 34 bouts, um, six and a half hours spent in action. He also ranks top five with the most decision wins, 16, uh, 18 knockdowns, seven five of the nights, but he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Key wins over Dos Anjos, uh, Gilbert Melendez, Hennon uh, Brown, Hennon Brow, Cole Miller, Darren Elkins, Marcus Davis. Yeah, but he Hall did have Famer. a skid. Yeah, give Pretty me a goddamn gold jacket. And... According to Errol Hawani, Jeremy Stevens is basically signed or going to sign with PFL. That's cool. If which is keep great. fighting, yeah, that's great. PFL is great. Uh, to compete in their 2022 too. lightweight tournament. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. For sure. Um, here's a quick one. Kamar Us- Usman said that he was actually considering not just jumping 180, or not just go, going to 185, but jumping 185 to fight Jan Blachowicz yeah, at 205. Terrible idea. That's an absolute <laughs> terrible idea. He is not built for that. It, yeah. Izzy's way bigger than Kamar. Kamar's not a big man. Hmm. 205 would have been a fucking nightmare. You know, Jan's a big. People get it twisted, man. They think go oh, 205. Jan's really about 240. And he beat Israel. He's 205 about three times a year. The rest is about 240. He beat Izzy. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, they, when you're talking about size, you know, size only matters if you're talking, you know, if Kamara was going to fight a guy who had no skill. But when Kamara comes in, let's say he comes at 180 pounds and, you know, Jan come, walks in, I'd say around two, 220-ish. But Jan has, there's certain things he does better than Kamara. Mm. So when you're talking about size, and skill is always going to be undersized in skill. Always. Bar none, always. It's be a terrible idea. <laughs> What's interesting, too, on food, I don't want to give away too much of the food check, but Francis said when he blew out his knee, it was like three or four weeks out from the fight, his entire team said, all right, there's too much on the line. Let's not do this. So he called, called Kamaro, who's very close with, and Kamaro talked about all the times he's fought 
for world titles having injuries and yeah. didn't spar and still mentally was able to get it together and win the fights. Kamara was like, if he can do it, I can do this. I'm fighting. And he got the inspiration from Kamara. So shout out to Kamara. Yeah. How much of a baddest Kamara Usman, man? I heard he can't even walk normally. No, his yeah. knees are fighting. Like, he can't do road work. Yeah. There's there's some camps that he's, you know, the Kobe Covington fights, all, you know, the, the Jorge Masvidal's. He didn't spar at all, dude. Crazy. Nuts. Nothing about Francis. Never been in that situation before. All the fucking chips are stacked against him. One leg. Fighting a guy who moves like a fucking Matrix character. And you figure out a way to still beat him through grappling. Nutsos. Yeah. Took a page straight off Kamaru Usman's book. Shout out to Kamaru Usman, man. For sure. All right, so this is uh, Dana White just teasing that they're working on a Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler. I fight. love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. oh, they also mentioned this too that they, he said nothing's signed yet, but they're they're still working on it. And then I guess Patty Pimblett was rumored to fight Jared Gordon, but now he's fighting someone else on that England card. That's a fight Must night. Be, yeah, yeah, that's a great card. Yeah. Um, Did they figure out put him for Darren Till yet? I'm sure, he's on that card, right? Or no? I don't think so. I figured beyond, I'm not saying he is. I mean, it would make sense if he's on that card. Yeah. He's a pay-per-view fighter, though. Mm hmm It's December 6th. <laughs> See, that says he will headline. March 19th. But that was back in the day, so I, I don't know where he's at. Yeah. Uriah Hall. Is that going down that card? I don't know. Let me see here. It's a great fight if it is. I thought that was the fight, wasn't it? It wasn't called off or something, though. In the works. Yep, there you go. See, that was headline. December 13th. It's a little bit ago. Yeah. Because right, now had, uh, Tom Aspinall's headlining. Isn't he doing a fight night, Volkov. That's a fight night. Okay. That, but that UFC London's a fight night. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so maybe that's just off. Uriah Hall, Darren Till would be fucking fire on there. Mm -hmm. We might have to do a campaign for that. I wonder what time it starts. Probably starts super early, right? Be dope though. Yeah. <laughs> early fights are great. Um, this is also cool. Justin Gaethje fight. It was Love supposed to happen regardless, but um, yeah. So Justin Gaethje versus Charles Oliveira. Is that in uh, May or April? Two seventy four. I have it here somewhere. May seventh. And May it was 7th. supposed to take place in Brazil, but now it's shifted, so they don't know how, they don't know the, the venue or location quite oh, interesting. yet. Interesting, great fight. Yeah. Alrighty, next one. This is pretty crazy. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon for April thirtieth. I like Old it for both dudes. of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a young lion, mm -hmm. you know, trying to rip their heads off. Two legends, you know, who have had some time off. Obviously, I'm rooting for my boy Cerrone there. That's great. That's yeah. fun. And we got a Vincente Luque versus oh, Blah wow. Muhammad rematch. UFC Fight Night, April 16th. Luque won the first one. That's just to clear up, you know, that division. Yeah. I know Luque wanted the Nate Diaz fight and all that, but. Okay. And we talked about Jan Blokovic earlier. He was supposed to fight Alexander Rakic, but it's being rescheduled now because he has an injury that's similar to mine, I think. Injury, uh, I have an injury in my spine around the neck here that makes it impossible to train with heavyweights. I need to fix that now. Oh, wow. That sounds like a pretty bad injury. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to mess with that. No. So that's going to be rescheduled. That's a bummer. And this one, it's been a while since Gunnar Nelson has fought. He's fighting a guy named Claudio Silva. And 
That's for that that London card in March. I always root for Gunner. Yeah, that, that fucking UFC London card's getting pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. It's March what? I have it right here. What was it? 19? Yeah, 19. Is it the 19th? Yeah. And that will be on early here. I don't think I'm on the road March 19th. My birthday's on the 18th. Cool. Same birthday, dude. Pisces bros. That would be a good, even though, because it's not a pay-per-view, it's on ESPN, so everybody could watch it, mm-hmm. and it's a huge card. I just love, and Jack Shore's on there, too. Our boy Jack Shore's yeah, on there. we're all rooting for him. Yep. Dan Hooker, Arnold Allen, Stack, Gunnar Nelson, Paddy's on there. Then you got Aspinall. His first, like, huge test. You beat Volkov, it's off the fucking races for Tom. He could be the face. 3 p.m. Eastern, so that's going to be super early. That's noon here. I love noon. <laughs> 12 p.m. Eastern for prelims. you well, too, on views. Yeah. And we're just chilling home Saturday morning. That'd be I'll cool. I'll figure that out. Yeah. If I'm in town, plan on it. Cool. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Here, here. So that's why I figured. So you're how is set uh, uh is set to fight a guy named andre munez i didn't know much about this guy either but i looked up his record and he looks pretty much like a killer too yeah you remember from that last one the ufc 269 mm. jiu-jitsu monster yeah he submitted fucking jock for god's sakes yeah clearly your eyes gonna keep this on the feet sucks is no darren till fight but yeah i don't know what's up with darren till mm-hmm uh so this is a report that juliana pena and amanda nunez are they say front runners for coaching the next ultimate fighter didn't say when it's going to be though i man i feel like the ultimate fighter that's like such a waste of time (laughs) it's such a waste of time they should just clap well you don't want to fuck up the tuesday night contender series dana white did which i think is the best Mm -hmm. by far you said that forever yeah yeah by far the best like competition show and there's the talent that comes out of there's nutsos too and that's where they're getting most of their talent now for the ultimate fighter just no one pays attention it's on ESPN plus it's weak now it was very weird that brian ortega and volkanovsky one it was just not it no, was so nobody fake. watched yeah and like now they're faking animosity they're faking oh the because remember like especially when i fought on the ultimate fighter like Rashad and Rampage genuinely hated each other, man. You didn't need to build any storylines. You didn't need to do this weird, you know. I think they had like cows or some shit. The last like, <laughs> stealing tires, this, and stuff. like straight up, it's like real world. Yeah, yeah. It used to be more fight, and there's real animosity. And now it's like this weird real world thing, and they're creating this animosity. It's no the the the. the it's not a launching pad anymore. Like if I was a manager. And my fighter got offered the Ultimate Fighter Contender Series. We're going Contender Series yeah. all day. And I bet the views on Contender Series is way higher. Yeah, it's all fights, too. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick boxing one. So Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. You know, Amanda Serrano is Jake Paul's yeah. uh, girl. Not girlfriend, but, you know, his boxer no, yeah. on his on his uh, promotion. Um, or whatever, his management. So Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, they're considered the best right now in their division so they're actually going to fight april 30th that's amazing at msg i'm definitely going for katie taylor yeah all righty uh this is just a quick one i thought was interesting so khabib says uh ufc and bellator better treat their fighters good because eagle fc is here 
bigger bigger organizations like UFC Bellator, they have to be careful with their fighters because the Eagle FC is here. Of course, we're trying to sign good athletes, great athletes, and good names. At the same time, we're working with young generation too. We have two goals. I just want to be say, be careful. They don't treat treat good fighters. Eagle FC is here. You don't think he's throwing shade at it, but scroll down. He goes, I understand this game from the inside. I was a professional fighter for the last 12 years. I have a lot of fighters that they really want. Weight class like 55, 65, 75, 85. When I opened the Eagle FC, I was like, why can't we do this? Let's build some new history. Agree 100%. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see those weight divisions. And how, the, how good like Kevin Lee will be, Diego Sanchez. You're just going to get young like stars too mm-hmm. to build your organization. Khabib also said he sent uh, it's basically a contract to Jake this Paul. Is just market. To yeah, it's just marketing. I know. That's all that is. So we're talking about Khabib's organization. Tight move, Khabib, but clearly. So he says, we offered him. We offered him a contract. Um, now we're waiting on his answer. If he wants, we're here. Yeah, he's not going to do that, but it's great marketing. Brilliant to offer him a contract. And speaking of Jake Paul, apparently he bought shares in UFC stock or actually Endeavor stock. And then here's his reasoning. I'll show you. I invest in uh, the UFC stock with my partner to focus on UFC's ESG stands relating to fighters. We believe EDR can drive long-term economic value by increasing UFC fighter pay and providing them with healthcare. Reaching out to engine number underscore one to partner on this endeavor. Endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, man. Say what you want about Jake, but he's by far done the most for fighters than any fighter. Not even close. In a short period of time. Too. The shortest period A lot of, of people learning from yeah. that. Yeah, you can't hate on him for that, man. Hate on him for the YouTube shit or whatever, but as far as doing what's right, nobody else is doing it, especially to that magnitude. So you got to give him kudos. Definitely. All right, so I'm not sure if we can actually air this, but it's interesting enough to play. So Jake Paul made a music video. It's a diss track to Dana White, Conor McGregor, and Jorge Masvidal. Here's the thing, too. Again, it's another ego thing. Obviously, Dana saying this keeps him, you know, saying Jake Paul's name keeps Dana relevant in the news, and he's great at that, and he's with the full send boys and all that shit, so it keeps him relevant with, you know, current uh, culture and stuff like that. I get all that. But, man, you can play this game. You're not going to beat these young kids in this this shit. You're just not. When it comes to social media and YouTube, that's their world. That's like, you know, that's like Jake Paul having to run the UFC. You know, he can't do it, and you can't do his job. So why you want to talk shit to this kid? This will never end. All Jake Paul, he's just a content creator. Before he was a fighter, and even now he's a content creator. So you give him an inch, and you allow him. He needs content. He needs content. That's how he pays his bills. So you're just, you're just fucking with the wrong person. It will never stop. They're always, he's always going to win this side of things. Always. Yeah. I have a feeling Dana White's just going to just stop saying stuff but here's the video all gas like propane dana watch me lay off all that cocaine stop raising your pay-per-view prices on the fans and not paying fighters more greedy old lonely bald bitch fire pure fire not bad at all and there's just a turnaround on that's pretty crazy it's at two million views i mean no one's yeah. done more for fighter pay than jake paul how insane is that Three years ago, I'm like, hey, you know that like, YouTuber Jake Paul? I'm like, yeah, what about him? Oh, he's going to be undefeated in boxing. He's going to be making $40 million off boxing. And then he's also going to be the on the forefront of getting fighters paid. Like, you're out of your goddamn mind. It's amazing. Again, the, again Dana's team and the UFC, the best in marketing by far. But when it comes to fucking with these young kids and this YouTube and this 
this Instagram and YouTube social media culture, mm-hmm. they just can't keep up. This isn't their game. They're going to lose every single time. I told when Dana started talking to him, I'm like, this is a bad idea, man. Bad idea. Okay, another quick one. This is Kat Zagano. Let me get her Twitter up here. Well, anyways, she says she's saying that um, the reason the fight is not happening right now with her against Cyborg is because Cyborg is refusing a drug test right here. Here and Cyborg is refusing the drug test. Been told my opponent and that it's the number one contender match set for March 11th that I give someone plenty of time to get their shit together enough to fight me by summer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. And this is cats and cats. Can you decline a fucking drug test though? I don't think. I don't so. know how it works in Bellator though. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the underlyings of Bellator. So this cyborg just wants. Uh, why are you lying? I haven't refused any drug tests. I'm ready whenever you are. Behind the scenes, you keep saying Bellator. You need me more time to prepare for me. You need a different opponent first. Now you go on social media with lies and smear campaigns and excuses. Sad. Yeah, I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. there. Hopefully they fight, but also. <laughs> All right. Um, this is great news. All charges dismissed against Chael Sonnen in the Las Vegas Las Oh, Vegas why? Because some case. drunk dude was hitting on his wife, and you're dealing with the gangster of fucking Oregon, and he beat the shit out of you? Yeah, no shit, dude. And how stupid does John look now? Just shaming him, like, I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm not going to kick you down. Yeah, it's because he didn't do anything but yeah. defend his wife from a drunk dumbass. I told you guys, not the same. Yeah. Jail, jail's uh, doing what's right. Yeah. He's like that movie Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass 2. Remember when fucking Jim Carrey? He's like Jim Carrey from Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> He's like Dexter, basically. He's Dexter. Takes out the bad guys. He seems like just a nice, humble guy. Jail? Yeah. Nice, the humble best. guy. The but best. then, if shit hits fan, he's the guy you want. Still to I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of course. And okay. Yeah, I told you when I went on the rant about Jail when that came out. So this is not a similar case at all to what other guys have done in the UFC. You're talking about a guy defending his wife. And again, if if you have a wife and someone was disrespecting her like that and you wouldn't do that, you got a girlfriend. What is this? This is um, just another weird post by Sean Strickland. Oh, I love this guy. This is, <laughs> I can't get enough of him. This is an apartment tour or is, well, ha- house tour. He has some brows on him. Fuck sakes. They're long caterpillars. Make a decent amount of money, so... You know, different levels of this shit, right? It's like MTV Cribs. Right. Here's my fucking table. Motorcycle helmet. I sit here. There might be some more in my coffee. Fucking pulleys, man. I'm a fucking man of pulleys. I love me some pulleys. So what? Guitar. I thought, you know what? When I was a kid, I was like, this is going to get me laid. Turns out I can't play the guitar. So that's not going to work. A punching bag. So I'm a little overweight. So I run and punch the fuck out of that thing. And you motherfucker said I need furniture. Look at this fucking couch. Is it secondhand? Yes, it is, but I don't care. All right, let's see what else we got. Fucking drill press. Never know you got to drill some shit. Show you the kitchen inside. Yeah, it's fucking pretty glorious kitchen. I got to fix this drawer. One day I'll get to it. Fucking lube. Fucking never have too much fucking lube. Let's see what else we got here. The girl that come over there, like, okay. Guns. You know, I got a oh, wow. 76 inch reach. You never know when you got to reach out and touch somebody. 
This is like my, this is like my, oh fuck, I'm going to a sketchy area. I need high capacity. I might get in a fucking gunfight. That's that gun. <laughs> this little motherfucker is like, I'm going to check the mail. I might have to shoot a crackhead and just like right there. Fucking money. Can't even tell us there. All right. Moving on. <laughs> oh shit. I forgot. My aftermarket blinds. One day, one day I'll get this to close. One day. All right, let's go to the fucking bathroom. All the skate gears. This bathroom spider. is pretty fucking special. So bathroom. Myself. Check it out. Right, I'm still cleaning it, but whatever. So the issue, the issue that I fucking have, right? This fucking this the dongle, the, the, the valve doesn't work. So what you gotta do? What you gotta do is you just gotta reach it. You just gotta pull up. Yourself. It works. All right. It's living like so, a bachelor. One day I'll get maintenance. After this fight, I'm a little busy. We got the bedroom. That's where all the no magic happens. Bed frame. I don't need no fucking bed frame. Bedroom's fucking losers. It's just on the ground. Lotion by the bed. I'm in Vegas. You got fucking dry feet. You need lotion by the bed. You know what I mean? So yeah. Life of fucking luxury. Let's fucking go. Oh, love them. Love him even more. Just an interesting, interesting He's dude. Just all he cares about is fighting and winning. Yeah, love it. Uh, let's see. Well, this is not that crazy, but Conor McGregor says he's going sober for his comeback. Pretty smart. Yeah, of course. I don't know if the the liquor's helping uh, <laughs> some of the stuff he's been involved in, but definitely, if he, you can never hate on a guy going sober. So sitting actual of. Uh, president can't quite describe it last week Saturday the first day Ireland became free from restriction shout out to them it's also constantly the anniversary of the late author Guinness uh, alright I'm in the right path of this for my fine fans I want to say I'm now enjoying myself with my liquid but very soon I'll be immersing myself in full training again complete abstention from the my wonderful creations of spirit and ale just five more minutes ma still he's gonna party still but when he gets ready for training Hopefully nothing comes up in that five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) No cocaine, please. Kevin Holland, uh, he was going back and forth with the internet troll, so he invited him over to the gym, and then- the troll showed up? Yep, troll showed up. Like I say, even though you're a black belt on positive, I can submit, you proved me wrong. Stop ducking me, still ducking me, pussy ass, and then what happens? (laughs) (laughs) And does the kid train at all? It seems like it. So he tries to take him down. Oh, he's toying with him. They ask you what you want to do in high school, ladies and gentlemen. Tell them you want to wrestle. Just case you ever get a dickhead like Kevin Holland. I think more trolls need to get dealt with. Like yeah, that. and also it's jujitsu. It's not like uh, Deontay <laughs> beating we the crap out, out of that so dude. Hilarious. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He put one troll down, many more to go. Yeah, I, I'm still, I'm kind of like shocked that these people would do that and show up. But this is what they want, right? Like they want to, you know, tuck all this shit. And then we see in person the first one you got an autograph. Yeah, like that's the world we live in. That's social media. True. And then he like that troll is gonna go back and be like, yeah, see, I showed up, man. It's like, you yeah, but then yeah, come on. But then, don't these trolls have girlfriends and shit? And oh like, yeah, hey man, you got <laughs> annihilated by that guy. 
You DM people or write shit like that on fucking forums and stuff? What's wrong with you? I know. And I would assume most of them don't have girlfriends, and that's why they're like this. Most likely, because they'd have more stuff to do with their girlfriends other than doing. Yeah, but no girls like, oh my God, did you send that awful tweet or whatever? You know, like no girl. The only reason you hate is to entertain more guy haters. It's a club, yeah. It's a real cock fest. Yeah. Hating's real cock fest. Okay. To each their own. So we've been seeing these uh, Russian press press conferences for fights, and then they've been getting a little too crazy, like too crazy, right? So this one's like probably the craziest one I've seen so far. Um, I'll just play this for you. Is this better than the guy in the Lee Dundrees doing the jump flying knee and knocking him out? Oh, it's almost. Oh, I'd say this is better. Oh wow! Because it, it's a two parter. So okay. I'll play this real quick. That guy's head on the right is. In- oh. Oh, do they just fight now? He landed pretty good too. What does security have masks on? Do they look any scary in Russia? I just, Russia is so hardcore, man. I wish we knew what they were saying. They fight again? The guy with the turtleneck cannot be happy. Oh! That was sick. That was this. That was awesome. Is Russia? He did open. He did hit him with a fucking flush left hook, which is a cheap shot too. Yeah, boy, that flying kick was fucking sick. Yeah, that guy got embarrassed. There. That was that's what awesome. you get. That was yeah. fucking that was sick. Awesome. Apparently, this part for the course. Um, we've seen other ones before, so Jesus Christ, yeah. but that was cool. Yeah, those press conferences are lit. Yeah, your move, UFC. Uh, right. the, the only one we can even compete with was John DC in Vegas. Yeah, because that, that wasn't even as fun as that. <laughs> the billboard fell down or the, the back, yeah, and order that, that little guy was all <laughs> the shoe was thrown, yeah. it was fun. That it, brother? That's it. All right, man. Enjoy the fight night. This was it Saturday? This is Saturday. You got that wild man, Tarzan himself, in that one-bedroom apartment falling apart. Sean Strickland, who we're rooting for against Jack, the Joker, Hermanson. Hermanson? Hermanson. Hermanson. Uh, Going my boy, Sean Strickland. Nothing against the Joker, Jack, there. But uh, I want uh, Sean Strickland to keep it going, man. I want to see him get bigger fights. I want to see him have that one-bedroom apartment. (laughs) I'd love to see him get like real money and see what he does with it. I think he's going to buy tigers and knives and guns, and I'm all for it. Uh, shout out to Sean Strickland. Enjoy that fight night. Uh, I will be in Atlanta this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The tour strikes back up. Uh, took all of mainly December, January off, and just did shows around L.A., and L.A. comedy is fucking booming. We got, uh, we're at the Improv, um, Laugh Factory, jumping up at the store so la comedy's coming back man but i just want to be in town and work on new material stuff like that but tour is uh it's back this freaking week man i'm excited to get back out there see all you guys in atlanta georgia i've been there about five years last time was there's buckhead theater so now we're doing the punchline atlanta georgia it's more central downtown uh atlanta so that is the punchline atlanta georgia this trucking thursday friday saturday 
All shows are damn near sold out. We might add shows. But right now, if you haven't got tickets, go to FATKZ.com or ThickBoy.com. Pick up tickets for Atlanta, Georgia. I think whatever uh, was is next Wednesday, February 8th. Is that right, Chin? Let me take a look. So February 9th, it's Shab and Friends back at the Hollywood Improv. Those tickets just went on sale today. I'll have it on the website. If you can't, if it's not on the website, as you're listening to this, just go to the HollywoodImprov.com. You'll see it on there. That's February 9th, next Wednesday. Shab and Friends. We got some monsters again, one show only, 8 p.m. And then Sacramento, California. But the punchline, Sacramento, California, February 24th through the 26th. And then just announced, just got on uh, the website, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, one of my favorite clubs in the world, Zanies. Shout out to Lucy, the manager at Zanies. Nashville, Tennessee is March 10th through the 12th. Uh, so I will be there, man, the Chicago end of March. Get your tickets at FATKZ.com or ThickBoy.com. Uh, again, can't thank you guys enough for giving so much love to Thick Boy and all the subscribers and the Supercast and doing all the shit. Um, yeah, man, I love you guys. Thank you for, for giving me this career. And also, Food Truck with Francis Gano drops this Wednesday as well, only on Thick Boy. So enjoy it, man. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, definitely subscribe to the Thick Boy channel. We have so much stuff going on there. The new Cats After Dark, King of the Sting with Chappelle, Chin, Cat, and Nick. Is going to drop uh, as well on Thick Boy only. So you'll get all that, man. All right. Love you guys. Atlanta, I'll see you this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tickets at FATKZ.com. Stay thick. For all of you that run the Tough Mudder, love you guys. Thanks for doing that with me. We had so much fun. I will keep you posted on the next one, but let's rally the troops, man. Told you guys could do it. This thing's just keep growing and growing into a monster. So those thick mudders are too much fun, man. I'll announce the next one very soon. Love you guys. Stay thick. Stay safe, most importantly. See you next time.